Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I am Walking Corpse Joe Cabello, and I am here with the 80s goth girl, Chris Soda. Hey, how's it going? It's back to uh, season seven of the show, and this is the season we're calling Beat It Classic. Back to the classics. Just like Fortnite did a little while ago, we're going back to classic mode. So, uh, it's welcome. this is technically some people would confuse it with a reboot no. or a remake. Yeah, it's not that we did not put yeah. that much effort into <laughs> season seven's classic mode. Uh, what is this podcast? What are we going to do here? Uh, today we are reviewing Lisa Frankenstein, correct? That's right, because that's what we do. We have a feature review, and then we talk about other things we've been watching. For anybody new or anybody old, it's been a while. The last episode we did was the top 10 of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the episode was so popular that we've just been living off the ads, the ad revenue from that episode <laughs> yeah. for oh, a yeah. while. And we're like, dude, we don't even need to do another episode yeah this this one is just for you know the fans yeah this one specifically the fan sorry the fan <laughs> the fan the old whirlpool as we call him that's a fan brand <laughs> hampton bay uh yeah we are going to talk the about Lisa Vornado. Vornado. <laughs> it'll uh eat consume another human being right in front of you the vornado uh, like vor porn. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Lisa Frankenstein, talk about some other stuff. And you just heard Queenie Pie by Davis Ayel, our theme song. Uh, theme song that makes the dream wrong. Uh, <laughs> they do say that. some Someone does. You did just now. Uh, I was going to try and come up with another rhyme for it, but all I could think was like dim typhong the theme song that makes the dim typhong but i don't know i don't even know what that is <laughs> uh let's get out of here all right guys thanks a lot we'll see you next week when we'll review <laughs> all right let's get into some things we've been watching um of which there are many but we're just going to talk about some. Chris, I'll let you I'll let you take it away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This, uh, we haven't recorded for like three weeks now, I think. So Again, there's been a couple revenue. movies I've seen in theaters. Uh, one of which was uh, Origin, I watched. Now, no one knows um, what that is. And by no one, I mean me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh one of the nominate nominees for best picture. Uh, this year, at the uh, mm-hmm. the Oscars, and uh, it's basically about a book that came out around twenty twenty, I believe. That was like a breakdown of like racism and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it came out, I believe, like. Is it a month after, or no, a month before, um, the George Floyd murder? Oh. But it it basically like 
is all about that kind of stuff. It, it, it started with like Trayvon Martin. That's like where the origin of the book started. Right. But the thing with this book is it's, it's all like information. It's almost like a textbook. So it, it was like, it would be impossible to make it into a movie. So what they did for the movie, yeah, it's like very informational right yeah so what they did for the movie was they basically wrote uh they they made it about the woman who wrote the book and like the the last like four years of her life since leading up to writing the book interesting uh because lots of stuff happens in her life and how what she does to to do to uh to like get information for the book because she goes to i believe like india and um germany for stuff but basically uh i believe the book was called like cast oh the book wasn't called it, origin no no it wasn't oh, okay um but it's uh basically a breakdown of like what racism is and how like um people talk about racism a lot today but the way that racism works, she she basically asks the question of, like, how come we are so hyper-focused on race for all of this hatred when there are countries like Germany where they were racist to people with the same skin color as them? And in India, there's these group of people that are oppressed mm-hmm. that are indian as well yeah they don't look any different but they are treated exactly like that you know so it kind of just does this like really interesting deep dive into all those things and how it's basically just like a class system and and people you know knowingly going with it and kind of like just accepting it. it it's really interesting um and uh uh, definitely a solid movie ava uh duvernay directed it and wrote it adapted it that's kind of john bernthal is in it it's like like, yeah like i I went into it having no idea what it was about (laughs) yeah i like like i i forgot because i had watched the trailer like a a while ago and i just remembered like oh i remember it was like a woman married to john bernthal and it seemed like it was about race. So I thought it was going to be like a drama with their like relationship and like having to deal with some sort of racist problems. Uh-huh. And then I just get this movie that's like this insane story about like very real issues and, and based on a real book and real events. And so stuff. it's like it's, really, it's a it was good. fiction movie based on reality, like almost like a journalism fiction yeah, movie or yeah. something. Because she goes to those different countries, and then she talks to people, and then those feel like real interviews almost. Like, like she's like actually like a, conversations. Yeah, yeah, they're like character conversations. But then it's like this person is really speaking from their heart. They're not even an actor. They're just like talking about their lives and what they experience and stuff. That's interesting, and like that's so cool, but so complicated. And like, yeah, it's. It's crazy how it could be weirder than Argyle. The fact that Argyle, the movie, is based on a book, a real book, that nobody knows anything about the author. 
So uh-huh. it seems like it was just written by, you know, the studio or Matthew Vaughn. Even though mm. some people say Taylor Swift is the real <laughs> writer of it as a theory. But so the book is based the the movie's based on the book, but the book is about the character of Argyle who is not the character in the movie Argyle who is revealed to be Argyle. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, it's like that's, when a that's movie funny. is based off a book yeah. but kind of gets it wrong, you know, for the uh-huh. sake of the movie. Like, oh, we're just kind of kind of like yeah. they did that, but in real time, like seemingly together. <laughs> and if that that's one thing to be confusing, but origin way more confusing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the thing with origin is you don't have to know that there's a book written about it and you would watch the movie and just think it's about a woman writing a book. That's all. Right. Same so, with Argyle. <laughs> that describes yeah. Argyle. Are you sure? They you are the same Argyle? movie. Oh, okay. shit. You know what? Well, I mean, uh, John Cena was in it and uh, Dua Lipa, right? It's, yeah. Wait. That's, that's Argyle, but barely. Oh, shit. Anyways, we'll get into that. But would you recommend... I thought, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie, especially for not knowing what it was going to be or what to expect and, and still very much enjoying it. Um, I thought the emotional beats were really good in it too. And her, her life is very fascinating and tragic. Um, and also John Bernthal's in it. So, you know, you're like, he's just such a cool guy, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, definitely makes it seem interesting just the weird way that they adapted the book for it i find that yeah kind of an and it, that it works thing. yeah so you say yeah so i say <laughs> nice that's origin mm-hmm. um origin trail or is that oregon trail is that something no it, well it's like I, I was going into it expecting it to be another superhero or supervillain origin yeah, story. Like, and it is about the original supervillain racism. Uh, <laughs> he He's in the third Incredibles movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Seems like an Incredibles villain. <laughs> well, nice. That's origin. I guess I should talk about Argyle or Argile, or as I was <laughs> calling it a lot. Uh, so I wanted to check this movie out. This is the Matthew Vaughn movie, uh, guy who's done the Watchmen, not the Watchmen, <laughs> the Gentleman. What is it? <laughs> the uh, the Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, the Kingsman. Uh, Kick Ass and many other uh, beloved movies. But uh, yeah, this is. So I'll, I have a lot of egg on my face. I think I've okay. saw the trailers for this movie, but didn't really uh-huh. pay attention to them or something. Like, I don't have memory of really watching the trailers, but I know I uh-huh. did. Okay. Uh, and I think I just got as far as, like, the Dua Lipa clips or something on it. Uh, okay. And uh, you just were like, sold. Yeah, I was like, cool, Dua Lipa's in a movie, awesome. Uh, so that's why I went. Was uh-huh. I wanted to see Dua Lipa in a movie with Henry Cavill. I was like, cool. So the first like 10 minutes of this movie is just like Henry Cavill being a spy, Dua Lipa's being a spy, John Cena is in it. 
with some really cool over the top action, kind of like, all right, this is Matthew Vaughn, like, yeah, cartoonish, doing his, like, stylish action. Yeah, it's like cool. And even though this is just kind of like a really uh, generic spy situation, I was like, oh, I think that's what the movie's supposed to be, and why people hate it. Uh, is because it's just generic spy. But I'm like, dude, I'll take Henry Cavill and do a Lipa in a generic spy movie that has cool action. Like, yeah, fine. I, I don't need it to like break the or commentate on the genre or something. Like, yeah, let's just see that. Even though we've seen Henry Cavill do that several mm-hmm. times already. But I'm like, cool. Well, Dua Lipa is dies in the within the first 10 minutes which i guess i should have seen coming but you know like she's top build in it she's like made to seem like she's really in it i thought she would be like the vanessa kirby in mission impossible of it Uh where she's like in it not a lot but she's a big force in it you know yeah uh but then it gets revealed that and this obvious people probably knew from the trailers it's about (laughs) bryce dallas howard writing this book argyle about that spy yeah and Mm -hmm. uh what the what we just saw was from her book you know the imagination of her book uh and okay it ends up that she is involved in spy stuff because the books she's been writing have been accurate about a lot of spy stuff um Okay. And then she meets Sam Rockwell. So she just right. happens to be writing fiction that is reality. Yeah. Just and casually. There's okay, a cool. lot that ends up happening with that, with uh-huh. you know, okay. the story that is kind of interesting. But uh-huh. to go from ooh, a spy movie with Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa, and John Cena as a team, or like Seemingly, like, if the movie would continue from that point and Dua Lipa didn't die, I'd be like, oh, they, they become a, an unwitting team or something. Kind of like yeah. Man from Uncle with Henry yeah. Cavill. And, yeah. But then we get, no, Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell, who they're fine. <laughs> Sam Rockwell's good, you know. I don't, you and, know, here's the thing is, I don't, I feel like Bryce Dallas Howard can't do a good movie like it's impossible for her to do a good movie yeah and i just like don't um, buy i feel bad for her stuff she uh-huh. plays very good tragic or a bitch not okay. like a, yeah. a hero and i, I was thinking because she has to do a lot she has to be a spy like a capable spy but also kind of nerdy and awkward and stuff and if this movie starred Anne Hathaway, it'd be a different movie. Like, uh, it would have been yeah. funny, and you believe her as a kick-ass person, but she's also played, you know, nerdy, out-of-their-element characters and characters who change over time. I was like, that would have been so much better. I just don't think Bryce Dallas Howard has it to carry this type of role. Um, and at one point... They put her in the same outfit and hairstyle as Dua Lipa for an extended scene in what Uh seems to be, I don't know what they're trying to do, like just have fun with it or, but with how the movie works and the logic of the movie and like the reveals, it doesn't make sense that she would 
be the Dua Lipa character, but it's just so like, you know, it don't have another actress even try to, to do that. Like, it's just unfair, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, don't. I can understand that. It's cruel, really. <laughs> uh, when there's uh, a Dua Lipa, you- let her do a Lipa, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. So Argyle, right, is is the the spy character, and Argelay, yeah. you think it's Henry Cavill. It's not. You think the real version is Sam Rockwell, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. some other person. Because I know the trailers. Since you yeah. you haven't remembered, it's them, Bryce Dallas. One Howard. of the one of the things they're saying in the trailer is, "Oh, who is actually Argyle? It's not any of these people." Or is it? And so it's like clearly it's someone else, right? Yeah. But uh, is that an important, actually an important part of the story? Yeah, yeah. It's Bryce Dallas Howard as Argyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, so you're just gonna. It's, it's yeah, Is fuck it spoiled you guys. immediately? Fuck you. No. <laughs> no. It's, okay. Because what I was hoping was uh, the reveal is it's Chris Pratt as his character from Jurassic uh, World, uh, Owen Grady, and he's like in this movie too, and you're and it's just like, like why. No, look, O'Grady. Then he starts moving the letters around. Argyle. (laughs) And it just makes sense. The letters changed. I watched them change in the other letters. The same letters, yeah. (laughs) Uh, R was right and G, but the other ones changed. Uh, But yeah, it's her. So that's why it doesn't make sense that in a scene she is dressed up as Dua Lipa. As if they're being like, hey, we finally become our roles. You know, uh-huh. like that's what the scene kind of feels like. Oh, we finally got become our true selves. So I'll be Dua Lipa. And then you be, it's just like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's so funny because uh, if they were to say that in the trailers, I would want to see it even less, I think. <laughs> well, if they're like, yeah. Argyle is uh, Bryce Alice Howard plays a secret assassin spy. I'd be like, nah, no, pass. thanks. Was Jessica Chastain busy? <laughs> what happened? Uh. <laughs> and, well, and as much as I, uh, if Dua Lipo hadn't been in it, it'd be I'd enjoy it more because huh. the fact that they took her away. You wouldn't be teased like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I see. Uh, so, is it is it a fun movie? I actually found it kind of fun, and the whole like uh, playing with like the fiction uh, fictionalized world and how that bleeds into the real world and all that I thought was pretty fun. It has some fun sequences. So, you know, I enjoyed it in a lot of ways, even though it wasn't really great, but I think ultimately when you have a movie within a movie or like a story within a movie, it's got to feel different and you, it has to like be worse to a degree than the movie. But right. this doesn't really do that. It's like, here's a fucking crazy spy thing with a bunch of cool characters. And then it just goes into, well, here's a crazy spy thing, but still, but the characters aren't as cool. Like, mm. there's no change. In well, because the inverse and a great example is Sam Rockwell in another movie, and that's Gentleman Broncos. Yes. Where he is this uh character in a book that is like this amazing crazy 
uh, space man, like mm. almost a spy character. Uh, and that adds to the story of the movie uh, yeah. and makes it even more awesome. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. Of It feels distinctly different than what the movie offers because the worlds are so different. Now imagine if yeah. in Gentleman Broncos, the real world was just as weird and had the same like shit as the like action the and whatnot books. as the books. Yeah. It wouldn't make, you'd be like, what's the difference? I just keep me <laughs> in the, the, the Bronco world. Yeah. So it's a weird movie for that reason. Um, and I'm just, I'll rightfully own my bitterness to not get two hours of Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa and John Cena hanging yeah. out. Understandable. And we love a two guy, one girl spy movie. We love it. True. I watched a sniper. Have you, are you familiar with the sniper series of movies based off the, the sniper movie with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, they did like a bunch, didn't they? Yeah. So there's sniper with Mark Wahlberg. Then it was a, a less budget movie with Ryan Felipe. And then they did uh, so many sequels that it became like Fast and Furious, where like it changed completely in tone <laughs> and like how the scope of what they're doing and stuff. I I watched one of them and didn't realize it was a like a franchise. It was like the eighth movie at that point or whatever. And I was like, this is actually pretty sick. It's just two, like, musclehead spy guys and some Asian killer chick as a team. I kind of want to get into it. Uh, it's nice. good. Uh, but, yeah, that's Argele. <laughs> Um, You know, check it out if you, if you wish, just so Dua Lipa gets some more rolls. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Chris, what yeah, else are you uh, watching? Let's see. I also went to AMC had this um, horror movie screening where they wouldn't tell you what the movie was beforehand. Sounds only it's scary, ready. dude. It was scary because if it's bad, I will be terrified, right? And so I went to an R-rated showing for something, uh, and it turned out to be... This movie called Out of Darkness, which is a movie about people in like, was it 25,000 BC? And, uh, oh no, 45,000 BC, okay? A tribe of people in 45,000 BC going uh, across the ocean to find a new place to live. And they seem like they left their tribe behind, and they're just like a splinter of a group. Mm -hmm. And it's like eight people or something like that. And uh, they're attacked in the in the night by a creature, something. Sounds scary. They can't see what it is. Uh, it feels very much like a, you know, a predator-esque, just like prey that just came out, right? Yeah. Feels a bit like that. Um, so... This movie is really interesting because I feel like it only cost them like thousand bucks to make mm -hmm. in that 
there's really no sets or anything that they had to make for the most part. And it's just like them in the woods or them in some caves. And that's it. Um, but the, the shots are like really nice. The, like the shots are actually good. Uh, but but I will say there <clears throat> there's like a twist in th- near the end of the movie that definitely kills all of the momentum and really was like uh, just turned it into like a no don't do that that's not interesting and then it it ends and it's really stupid yeah so ooh that's unfortunate uh yeah Pretty shame sure up until then really cool. But yeah, yeah. By the end of it, I was uh, pretty disappointed, um, and I, I don't really want to go into spoilers, I guess. But I definitely want to talk to you about spoilers for it because it's pretty funny. It, um, there was a movie about a girl stranded on a deserted island, like a small deserted island, and it was a creature movie where the creature comes at night. She finds mm-hmm. out, and she's like, "Oh shit! Now I got to survive this creature coming at night too." And, like, the first half, three quarters of the movie, it's really creepy. You don't really see the creature. Then they're just like, all right, we'll have you see the creature. And then you just see it. And you're like, oh, what is it? You know, like, uh-huh. you're not sure. Then you finally see it, and it's just, like, a bad costume. And you're like, all right. <laughs> like, you kind of blew it here. Yeah. All right, that's out Yeah, of so darkness. that is uh, Out of Darkness. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it looked really cool from the trailers. I kind of wanted to check yeah. it out. Um, but uh, but yeah, how could a movie like that end, right? You just don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Uh, I finally caught up on a movie that you know has always been in the 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 ether or the the world talked about. Like it's an awesome movie. You got to see it. Um, and then I've never got around to, to just diving in and watching it because I didn't really know why people liked it. I didn't hear anything. I just heard it was like, oh, this movie's so crazy. And that is Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen it? Uh, I've, I feel like if I did, it was like in high school, so I don't really remember it. Yeah. So it's a Chinese movie. Uh, about a martial arts movie about this criminal Ricky who goes to prison in like a kind of dystopian future that is actually like really real of a, of a <laughs> privatized prison system. So okay. it's like a gang prison and he goes there to uh, get vengeance. He gets locked up to get vengeance uh, so, actually, really similar in so many ways to Baki Hanma, the anime that I talked about, like, last year, I think. Because uh, that was yeah. literally the storyline of season two or something, was he purposefully gets arrested to fight the strongest guy in the world who's in jail. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure there was... The creators of Baki Hanma know Rikio, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but this movie is awesome. So it's a martial arts movie, but has super cheesy effects, but they're uh-huh. for the coolest things. So like he'll uh, give a hook to the body, like a hook punch to the body of a guy, and then just blow a hole, a cylindrical hole straight through the side of the guy's body and stuff <laughs> like that. 
Uh, there's just so much like crazy violence in the fight scenes. The type of shit where he like punches a guy's fist and then it splits the guy's arm open, you know, like a cutting a sourdough piece of bread in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like hot dog style shit like that. So it's like an anime, but in real life, like one of those super violent fist fighting animes and has tons of like big characters uh, like these kung fu masters that each control a different part of the the prison. So one of the guys name is Old West because he covers the West like just (laughs) sick characters it's so awesome. Like I would highly recommend watching it right away. Uh, Cause it's like everything you kind of want a movie to be like yeah. this type of action movie, like a crazy Kung Fu movie. It's exactly uh, that. So. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of the times they don't, they don't do the like ultra violence with like really good uh, practical effects. Like this movie does, right? It's because it's cartoonish stuff. Yeah, it's like very over the top. And it's good. uh, It's not as if they skimp on the martial arts for it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, is it raid level? No, but it's in that league plus cartoonishness. We have some really good stunt performers. You know, it's not... It's not like at that scene of uh, Neil Patrick Harris in The Ladies' Man. Not The Ladies' Man. Uh, God, what is that <laughs> pimp movie with Eddie Griffin? But he rages out in that movie and just Neil Patrick Harris grabs a guy's head and crushes it. And it's like green blood and stuff. Go look it up. But it's not stupid like that. It, you know, like all, all the martial arts is like top-notch martial arts. Oh. Plus... The, like it's on Criterion Collection right now. I think you can find it quite a few places, but well, this is gonna be like I'm I'm gonna find the best Blu-ray I can for it because I'm per- I'm sure there's like a Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray for it or like you know some company that does super special editions with bonus features and stuff. I'm gonna hunt that down for this movie, and it will be one of those like oh, I have a friend visiting. I'm going to put on Riccio. Like, yeah. There's no way you want to have some fun with that. So, that's Riccio, the story of Ricky. There is not a single character named Ricky in it, but I think it is a <laughs> weird translation thing. Uh, that's awesome. I didn't even know that. Like, it's clear who Riccio is, but that's not his name huh. in the subtitles that I watched. <laughs> like, that's not a Chinese name. Yeah. I think his name is Lick Wong. So there's probably that Lick Rick type of thing. Okay. Lick Rick. Sounds like a game I used to play in high school <laughs> with a guy named Rick. All right. That's Rickio, the story of Ricky. Chris, what else you been watching? You big lug. Uh, I did watch um, another Oscar nominated movie, American Fiction. Yes, this looked interesting to me. What is the story behind this? Yeah, so this one is about uh, Jeffrey Wright is an author. He is a he's a writer. He he's really good, but um, none of his stuff is really catching on. He only wrote basically one book. Everything else he's done, no one seems to really care about, and it's frustrating him. 
Uh, so he sees everyone talking about this new book that's coming out. It's basically like a a young adult, uh, the struggles of like a young black woman uh, in the you know quote unquote hood, and it's very like exaggerated and over the top with yeah. like how hard their life is, and they even like they write how they speak in like this weird like overblown exaggerated dialect that's like not even real mm-hmm. just to make it sound like you know extra hard for them and you know white people are eating it up so he gets really frustrated with that and he's like fuck it i'll write one of those stories i can shit one of those out easy they're nothing you know they're soulless basically so he writes one as a bit basically and then a studio like immediately wants to buy it for a lot of money <laughs> And he's like, oh, fuck. And so he writes it under a pen name. And he basically uh, tells the studio, like, oh, I can't be seen because I'm actually a wanted criminal. So, like, I don't want to... I don't want people to know who I really am. And it's just this whole facade that he has to put on while dealing with it and also hating himself for being popular because of it. Yeah. Um, It's... And it's... The thing is, this movie is really funny. That's my, my favorite part about it is it's really funny. Um, there are, you know, good emotional beats to it as well. But it's a, it reminds me a lot of um, World's Greatest Dad with Robin Williams. Oh, Did yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah, yeah, the dark. Because he, he was like a, a failed writer who used his son's death to pretend that his son yeah. wrote everything he re- wrote. Um, so it, it does have a bit of that, and, and there's a lot of dark humor uh, in the movie, but, um, yeah, it's just the performances. It's like, it's a, there's sad things in this movie, but it's for the most part, very like lighthearted and upbeat, even though it does get sad mm-hmm. at sometimes. And it like, after watching it in theater, I was like in a good mood after I was like, that was fun. That was yeah. a really solid movie. Great performances all around. And, um, yeah, really funny. Oh, because it seemed really, like, humorous, and I was excited for it, but, like, it's funny, Uh funny, you'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say it's one of the funnier movies I've seen uh, in a while, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, and uh, the the writer slash director, um, he wrote, like all of the new Watchmen series and he wrote for the good place and master of none and station 11 an episode so like this guy knows his fucking shit you know yeah he's in terms of like drama yeah yeah so and comedy so yeah that's awesome very impressed man december and january were unusually brutal for like movies that so many movies that I wanted to see coming out in theaters and those just being like the really busy times of the month or times yeah. of the year for me uh, to where there's so many I had to miss like the one about the wrestlers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I got sick and couldn't see that one. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm kind of back in yeah, the groove of, of seeing a movie movies uh, frequently. So uh, hopefully we catch a bunch uh, yeah. All right. So, kind of want to get into. I'm not sure if you watched it, but a new movie on Scream. Uh, I did. Yeah. 
Let's talk about Here for Blood. So yes. uh, you let me know about this movie, and uh, it's on Screenbox, and I'm sure you could maybe find mm. it somewhere else as well. Uh, but it is about a pro wrestler who's babysitting one night when home intruders come, and he fights them off. Uh, yeah. And I didn't know much about it, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't know much either. Mm. I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, this is the most Joe Coded movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, as a trailer, Joe has to see this movie. The, and the crazy thing about it is there was this and Ricky O uh, included uh-huh. that uh, I was watching with my wife around. And she knows of some a couple things that I'm writing, like my book that's coming out uh, and uh, then this other project that I'm working on right now. She was like, these are your, this is your book and your movie. Like both of those movies. She's like, this is, this is like Uh, why you wrote this. Like, yeah, that's what you're trying to do. This exists other places. I'm like, yeah, like (laughs) this shit's sick. Right. So yeah, this movie especially was super uh, coded for me, as you say. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, actually signed up for Screenbox because of this. I was like, all mm-hmm. right, this is fucking worth it. I'll do the year for 70 bucks or whatever. And uh, okay. then yes. they have a, a shit ton of really interesting sounding low budget movies. Screenbox seems to kind of be the home for low budget horror and action. Okay, yeah. Uh, so they had a lot of stuff that I just like literally haven't seen anywhere else. And it's uh-huh. been, and these are movies that were like listed as 2023 release dates, 2022. I was like, fuck, some of these I haven't even heard about. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, Here for Blood. Let's get into it. Chris, what did you think about it? Yeah. Uh, this movie fucking rules, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, hell yeah. I, I don't, uh, it's very similar to a lot of these lower budget ones where it could be really shitty. Uh, or it could be really awesome, and this one is really awesome. It's, like, just great practical effects, mm-hmm. really solid jokes and and humor yeah. in it. Like, I was laughing out loud at the kills. It's just, yeah, really great sense of humor. Um, the characters are great. The villains are cool. They have cool masks. They're doing, you know, dumb shit. There's, yeah. like super slapstick bits it's it reminds me a bit of like evil dead and army of darkness even and then yeah there's like it just gets really goofy um and it was a lot of fun it was just really really fun yeah how about you totally agree right from the get-go i was into it um and yeah it just is like it is fun it's uh fairly straightforward but every all the details are unusual and fun like the the bad guy characters just the way they act and stuff and then what they what it's revealed that they become or like the reason why they're doing it uh, is really interesting and just like levels up at the right time where you're like oh okay so i guess the movie's going yeah um and yeah like wholesome uh, and by that, uh-huh. I mean, like, I love a movie like this or a story like this where it's just like good versus evil. 
uh-huh. straight up and there's none of the there's not even any like real flaws in the characters that they're overcoming they're just like yeah, no yeah. we're <laughs> the best people <laughs> and we're overcoming this because the main character is just like a cool good dude yeah like yeah. just earnest and good yeah, and then even the little girl true. he's with isn't like a pain in the ass ruining things or whatever. Yeah, she's, she's like actually cool helpful. Kid. Yeah, and, and like then, that, and that girl was like a good actress too. Was, which yeah, was yeah, she cool. was a good kid actress for sure. She's solid. And even for the most part, the other side characters are the same way. Yeah, where it's just like, hey, here's a bunch of people you really want to see them live and succeed and be heroic <laughs> against these fucking asshole evil guys uh and i just love that because a lot of the times i think movies do try to add too much for certain types of movies where it's like Mm -hmm. oh let's add so many layers of interpersonal conflicts and inner conflicts that they are going through because of this too it's like no just give us like the coolest character in a bad situation and see how they get through it uh, so yeah, I I loved it. The effects are all cool, especially once it gets to a um, skull head character that is just really yeah. fun. Um, I would say if anything, like give me a little bit more wrestling in the rest of the movie yeah. because he is a wrestler and it kind of makes that feel important. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it just like it has its moments certainly where it plays with wrestling. Yeah, because uh, ultimately, I think it was more like the reason he could take so much punishment and beat yeah. up people is from the wrestling, but it wasn't like it was unfortunate that there was never a time where he like does a power bomb to a guy and their head explodes on the concrete yeah, or something. He had you know? the good, he had a good elbow drop, but yeah, I could have just used yeah. a little bit more. Um, and even like, I think this is a great double feature with kids versus aliens, another wrestling eighties yeah. inspired movie. Which I think does plenty lean it, lean into the the wrestling aspect of it, but mm-hmm. I mean that's just, that's a real nitpicky judgment or a complaint about the movie. I just thought it was yeah really well, cool. Did you? I didn't realize till halfway through, but did you love that the guy is the guy that played Wesker in the Resident Evil movies? Oh, really? What? Yeah, he's the main guy. He's he's the guy that played Wesker in like. The ones where like he's fighting in that white room and shit. Basically, anytime they had Wesker in Resident Evil, it was this guy. The like the emote that we use on Discord for the grinning Wesker. Is that's that him. in uh, the Angelina Jolie movies or the games? Uh, wait. Sorry. Wesker. I'm. I meant to say Resident Evil. Did I not say Resident yeah. Evil? Yeah. 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 The Mila Jovovich ones. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what I said? Yeah, what, it's I like say? the one, the one where she's um, they're like in that apartment building, and then they crash the plane, and then they escape on the plane you off know the what? top. I don't of even the, know if like, I apartment sober seen <laughs> any of the um, Mila Jovovich ones that had Wesker. Okay, sadly, <laughs> I think I've always tried, and then never seen them. Yeah. So right. Well, yeah. Anyways, Wesker. yeah, he is he is Wesker. So damn, gonna have to watch it again. Makes him even more cool. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, I would highly recommend this. It, great example of like what you can find when you go out of your way to these other places to to see some movies, um, mm-hmm. and really makes me eager to take a chance on it. Because there was a time where I was eating up a lot of low budget and mid budget horror movies, uh, and oh. then as like my time kind of got more limited, plus hitting a couple stinkers, you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm done. Uh, but no, this this definitely made me be like, oh no, let's go. It's worth it for these. Yeah. Alright, well that is cool. uh, Here for Here Blood. blood. Alright, Chris. Uh, what else have you been watching or should we close in? On yeah, that, our... that's it. All that's right. it for me. I think we close in on our feature review. Of Lisa Frankenstein. So I think this movie is kind of on the map because of uh, Diablo Cody in a lot of ways. Like this is the return of Diablo Cody who wrote it, did not direct it, uh, starring Catherine Newton and uh, Cole Sprouse or Dylan Sprouse, uh, Sprouse. Yeah, I believe it is Cole. Or maybe they were both in it. A coming of rage love story <laughs> about a teenager and her crush who happens to be a corpse. After a set of horrific circumstances bring them back to life, the two embark on a journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts. Uh, so this one, I mean, definitely hit some uh, some cues of movies we might like, like 80s-inspired stuff, Catherine Newton, uh all of that. What did you think of it? Um, I feel like I was very confused uh, with what this movie wanted to do kind of the whole time. Um, it's there. There's parts of it. It's like totally a fine movie, but I think that the ending is like really gets like really messy and, uh, but I, I guess I, I kind of understand that this movie is supposed to be like a cult classic-esque movie where the main character isn't really likable or good yeah. in any way. It's like a wor- weird world um, type of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I don't know. There There's some things in this movie that were cool and other things that I just didn't care for. And I feel like by the end... By, like, the last third of the movie, I just didn't care about the protagonist at all. I was just like, ah, whatever. Like, who who cares about mm-hmm. any of this shit? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was okay. Not really a big fan of it. Uh, how did you feel? So, yeah, I think it is a little messy tonally and just overall even messy with how it handles the main character. I think and yeah a couple other elements that leave you wondering like oh it seems like you're just doing things because they're convenient in the script versus like making them work together yeah so there was a lot of that and i and it takes a kind of a while to know what kind of movie it is or what it's trying to be and then that kind of feels like it changes every once in a while uh but that being said, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I It felt like it wasn't 100% there where I was like, this is sick. Uh, 
this is so sick, but it feels yeah. like it's it was close, and I can't quite figure out what like. Well, do you think that part of it might be if it was rated R that would help it? Um, not necessarily. I okay. wouldn't say that would hurt it. I think it's more. Um, uh, I don't think it went hard enough with jokes or uh-huh. with the style, to be honest. Yeah, because there is something that the movie does that isn't too much of a spoiler, but like she's really reserved, and then this Frankenstein situation that happens with getting someone back from the dead kind of like livens her up and changes her personality. Yeah. And that's, that gets fun, but it always feels weird. Like it didn't feel like there was a real change or it did feel like there was a real change, but like, I don't know. There wasn't a snap to it that felt like, Oh, she's really changed. It felt gradual Uh a little bit. And also like, well, was she, Reserve yeah, because that's part of part of my issue is like she's sh- her mother is murdered in front of her a couple of years before or whatever, but it doesn't seem like that is really an issue for her at all as a character. Yeah, like yeah. the she doesn't ever talk about it. She doesn't ever isn't ever worried about something because it reminds her of that. Like th- yeah, they that's never say an issue. they never found the killer, and that doesn't. Yeah, nothing happens with that. Yeah, yeah, and. When she starts changing, no other character reacts to her being different. So it's like, is she actually different, or was she like this before, and we just didn't ever see yeah, it because the, we're because just seeing her now? It's like the only person that reacts to it is herself, right? Yeah. She she comments a couple times like, "Wow, I never talked this much," and then you're like, "Well, is this in her?" head and if so what meaning is that to it or did she actually she obviously yeah. actually changed yeah but yeah it is just kind of weird where it's there but it's just not like it doesn't feel tightly wound like, like none of the other characters look at her differently they all continue to yeah. act like she's the same person and that there's like a disconnect there it's like you know, it's a good. She's example. changing, but it's not affecting the story, like so, in, unless she's doing things herself. Yeah, Selena Kyle from Batman Returns, uh-huh. Catwoman, like her change from being the meek, like whatever she is, a secretary or whatever. Yeah. To when she falls and gets the head injury, and then she's like super crazy, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And like, uh-huh. it, you really felt her as. In her position. As a different person. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's like, I think, a, the example this movie should have taken a little bit. Plus, I uh. think that whole, like, her being quiet and meager, ju- more played off like, dude, she's traumatized still. Like, yeah. this isn't her. And so, I don't know. It just didn't really play for me in the way that I felt like it could have. Where it's like, oh, this is a fun movie about this girl finding her groove, but you don't really yeah. even realize that's what it is for a while. It kind of like, it doesn't even really sell itself on being a romance between her and the guy. Because right. it seems so focused on other stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that whole okay. So I guess we'll should we go into spoilers now? Yeah. Well, let's yeah give our final kind of uh, yeah final review before thoughts? we get into spoilers. Um, do yeah, you I just like, recommend I mean, or not? Not in theaters. I feel like Diablo Cody fans will see this movie regardless, but I can't see how this would be like better than Jennifer's Body or Juno. Like, no way. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's less attitude in this movie than in those movies. It's like toned down almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, Need more attitude. Yeah. How about you? Um, you know, overall, I like it, and I think it's it's good to have out there. So uh-huh. I, w- I would go check it out. I think there are people who will like this even more. Um, maybe girls will like it. Um, but I certainly had a good time. But was it the best time I've had at a theater like Cure for Blood? No. So that's the new bar. But <laughs> but I appreciate <laughs> the aesthetics and, you know, the outfits and the vibe and how weird yeah. it is. It is just kind of like a fuck it movie that our characters are going to act totally unrealistic and weird because they're fucking weirdos. And I do really yeah. appreciate that. Even if, like, there are qualms I can take with it of, like, well, it didn't really seem true that they would act that way and it could have, you know, it's still ultimately fun to see it. So I would say check it out. But let's get into spoilers. Cool. Do you think that the reality of her character is she did kill her mom and that's why she has no problem lying to everyone when she gets into trouble and like says that someone there's an intruder like the the reason it's yeah. unsolved is because she actually did it because I feel like that just kind of goes with her character in, in that she is just like will kill people and is completely heartless. Because if she do- isn't really affected by her mom's death, like it clearly seems, yeah, then it could very well just be she did kill her. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of strange because I think the movie leaves those questions open for you, but doesn't make those questions interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, the fact that they didn't answer it, like, it's not helping the movie. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's they left it unintentionally answered because they want you to question it. It's like they didn't know. And yeah. they didn't have a good place to explain it, so they just didn't do it. Yeah, like maybe there's even a cut where it is revealed that she did it. and Yeah, or something. Like to, she reveals it to Cole Sprouse or something feels like it could have been that then they're like ooh nobody liked the character when we did that so um but, but yeah it's okay. weird and how then, they don't explore that yeah and i just um would promising young woman have been better if at the end of the movie when she kills herself she actually has a way to come back to life or would that still be a bad ending because it's about a, a woman solving her problems by killing herself? Because I don't... Like, I understand that this movie's message is supposed to be like she's a new person because she kills herself and comes back. But it's like a person killing themselves shouldn't solve problems in a movie. I feel like that's really like... Even if it's a metaphorical message, it's like 
there there was never any talk about the science behind it or how it works yeah what is that like how does she know she's gonna come back like how does she actually know she's gonna come back yeah well the the guy's been dead there was a weird cloud it's like there's some weird cloud maybe that caused something it 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 doesn't make any sense but it was like it was like whatever so i understand that like at the end it's like sure whatever but does that mean everyone that ties is just gonna come back to life if they're electrocuted like what a corpse or something yeah i think at that point i don't know if it's trying to take any like good lesson or say any good lesson sure i think it is just like this is the what came of the characters they're kind of like hoping you're just rooting for the character i think at that point so you're like ah they got she got to live happily ever after without it actually being like hey here's an example of a character who has become good you know like and learned from their mistakes as movies will do i don't think this Uh movie is saying hey here's a character that has learned from their mistakes and become better yeah i think oh yeah saying like hey we're going to hope you're rooting for this character. So we're going to give them a happy <laughs> yeah. ending in their own twist. Uh, and, and that's that's ultimately why I was saying earlier that like it feels like it's a cult. It's like made to be a cult classic yeah. movie because it's supposed to be like an anti-hero character of like it's just like a power fantasy of like killing people that annoy you at school yeah. or your fucking annoying ass stepmom or whatever. Uh, which I like, I understand that, but I just, I just feel like, um, it's always funny in these movies where a character is like, the solution is a character kills themselves or like lights out Yeah. when the mom shoots herself in the head. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. And I don't know if I like, maybe time will soften me to it more, but the fact that some of the people she kill or like the mom is uh-huh. justified but it feels so cruel given the the sister you yeah. know like because well, the, the sister, sister is just is really nice coded like, as nice, nice a nice character the entire yeah. time maybe misguided at times but never really evil so mm-hmm. i think it's hard to get on the the main character's side after that death just for that reason alone yeah yeah, that's true. Like, uh, what if that sister was, like, actually bitchy? Or, like, actually trying to fuck her over and sleep with that guy? And that guy, like, actually liked the main character yeah. or something? So she actually did something to, like, purposefully betray her other than the fact that they just liked each other? So it's like... Yeah, because all the other deaths I didn't really give a shit about. But then that... They deserved when it, she yeah. Cuts the, yeah, it's like the other guy touched her and tried to like rape her. Fuck that guy, he can die. And then the last guy was like, I mean, he just likes this girl. He never said he liked the main girl. Yeah, she just likes him, and it's like that's just life. I don't know. Yeah. But, so and at that point, but, even that you'll let go because there was a mistake. Yeah. And everybody realized it was a mistake to do that. Yeah, you know, but then he got his dick. So which was I? I called that. I was like, Yeah. Oh, oh right. Yeah. That's I knew. I knew immediately too. I was like, Yeah, the dick, like, perfect. Uh oh, that which reminds me, isn't was it weird that they have the vibrator scene? I just was like, What the fuck? Because I I don't know. Uh, I just thought like, it's weird to be into this Frankenstein because it's. 
I don't know. It seems like it's not like a child brain character, but it is like just not all there. I don't know. Yeah. The thing, I just think the movie doesn't play the certain beats it needs to, to get there where I don't know the fact that she denies him so quickly. She's like, Oh Uh no, I don't want to be with you. That's not why I brought you there. It really makes Uh it feel like, okay, then that's, the movie's not a love story and you don't really feel the love story build with them. Yeah. Uh, like they're not flirty. Point. Yeah. They're not like flirty. And then all of a sudden she's like, Hey, you want to use my vibrator on me? Yeah. And it was like, it's almost like she was using him as if he was just a vibrator for her. It's like, yeah, it, not it didn't anything play else where you're rooting for them together. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where it's like, no, that's what's happening. But by that point, you're like, oh, you kind of didn't sow enough seeds for this to play for me. You did sow a cock and balls, though, so that's enough seeds. And all that shit is really funny. I think if it, like, tightened up what it was trying to do, because for me, and yeah, I know it's supposed to be a love story between them, both of them, Uh right? Like... But the movie also needs to constantly feed that. And for me, I yeah. was watching it and at certain points being like, oh, it's not a love story. It seems to be an anti-love story or something like, okay, because you're not giving me these clues and these hints. And then like, oh, wait, he's jerking her off. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. It just didn't fully play. And again, it's one of those situations where it's like, it's not like it's not there. It is. Mm -hmm. It's all there, but I just don't think you feel it and it doesn't build to where, like, you want these things to seem inevitable and be excited for them. Like, oh, she should see see the ghoul is the guy for her. You know, shit like that feeling. And you don't really get that. Yeah. But all that said, I think it's like there are so many fun moments. Uh, the fact that they chop off a dick so that they could have sex with it is a really funny, stupid thing. You know, the, the, the style, they do a dream sequence that's like a. a yeah, the dream, se- the dream sequence was like the coolest part of the whole movie. Yeah, that was really cool. And they just do that. The styles and stuff. Yeah. It's all It's all cool. Like I really like that. I I think this movie will grow on me on a second watch to be honest, when I like can go oh, into yeah. it knowing like okay, no, this is just a fucking weird good time. I don't need to latch on to anything or what kind of story it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. But yeah, I don't think it's like directed as funny as it could be yeah that i think that's the biggest problem i had was like i wasn't laughing enough constantly like there were parts that were funny but i don't feel like uh i just was laughing out loud yeah and as felt much like, as i wish i would i would have uh, you just did a joke but i don't feel like you did the joke the best way you could have you know there was a lot yeah. of that mm-hmm uh, but yeah, any other thoughts about Lisa Frankenstein? 
actually, yeah, you know, the, the my last thought about it is, um, why wasn't there any Lisa Frank references? Right, like, just the fact that it's set in the 80s is the only Lisa Frank <laughs> reference. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, and wasn't Lisa Frank popular, like, in the 90s also? True. I think it's, like, it's just a clever name. <laughs> like a portmanteau. Yeah. So that's the only reason it's called that in any way. But, uh... <laughs> That's about it. But I dig the title for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they'll do a sequel? Where they're both Frankensteins? Oh my gosh. I don't think so because you don't have a star like Catherine Newton and have her in a full uh, face band. Well, I mean, you know, what's his name? What's his name is talking at the end and looks pretty normal, right? So... Through enough electroshock therapy, she could be brought back to normal, right? True. Like he was. Yeah. He was. Yeah, talking. that didn't make. It's like so. oh, every time you uh, <laughs> you do you go in the sun, Dan, it'll make you more alive, and your joints work better yeah. together. It's like they seal, um, and now you have a tongue, I guess. Oh, okay, okay. All you gotta do is uh, uh, uh electrocute <laughs> me in a sunbathe. I'm from Boston. We don't sunbathe. Do you know who that is? Bilber? Who is that? <laughs> Bilber? Bilber. Bilber. Um, okay, and then the other thing I was going to say is, you know what would be really funny is the people getting upset about this movie because they're like, um, it's Frankenstein's monster. The monster Ooh. isn't named Frankenstein. So then they just get mad about the title of it's this movie. It's Lisa Frankenstein's monster. So, so it's like... Uh, the monster's name is Frankenstein because he's the, actually the scientist that would have made Frankenstein. Yeah, is that what like it is? It <laughs> he was just a guy named Frankenstein. <laughs> That's it. Uh, the know. the people that get mad about Frankenstein's monster, also the same people that uh, see in movies people using incorrect trigger uh, finger yeah. etiquette. And get and talk about it in the comments. Those are the same people. That's me. <laughs> uh, what was the joke where it's like it's not Doctor Pepper, it's Doctor Pepper's monster? <laughs> I forget, I forget what, what it is. <laughs> it, it's some. I want to. I want a, a bit in a movie where it's like uh, terrorists are holding up people with guns. And then people getting held up with them constantly are criticizing them over bad trigger finger etiquette. And they're like, we're going to kill you. And they're like, you can't have your finger on the trigger. You got to put it on the side. Are you going to kill me? Fuck you, I'll shoot you. (laughs) If so, then your finger is where it should be. But if you're not going to. Oh, my God. That would be a good bit. Somebody write it. All right. Well, that is Lisa Frankenstein. Crips, any final yep. words before I decimate you with a bomb I planted earlier in your home? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so this week, uh, we're definitely seeing Bob Marley, right? One Love. Oh, man. The trailer for Bob Marley, One Love. Have you seen <laughs> it? I have seen it. You know, there's the scene uh, he's like... 
the his house gets shot up or something and then he's driving with his uh-huh. kids and he's like just singing to them like don't worry about a thing everything gonna be all right he's like you yeah. like that one and it's almost like oh that's how he wrote the song can uh-huh. you imagine all the deleted sings where he's like <laughs> talking about don't go in the bathroom. I just took a shit. Oh, you like that <laughs> one? They're like, no, not really. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but I guess uh, this this week is Madame Web. Oh, hell yeah. I'm definitely, definitely going to see that. A buddy of mine sure. have some, some plans to go see it. So Hell yeah. I already got tickets, too. Hell yeah. Well, we got some good stuff coming up then, everybody. We're so mm-hmm. back. Um, so, Chris, anything to plug? Other than uh, no, here, that's but... it for me. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, you could check out my Kickstarter for my novel right now. Go check it out at uh, go to Joe underscore Cabello on Instagram to find it. It's for my novel, Technovirus Hero and the Girl. It's only $10 to get it shipped to your door. And the book is really awesome. So if you listen to this podcast, please support by contributing to the campaign. It's going to end later this month. Uh, and check it out. All yeah. right. That's it then, everybody. Suck you later. Bye.